Good morning, everybody out there in WKXL Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, here on WKXL New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. And uh, we have a great guest for you today. We always have great guests, but we have another great guest today. And it's a pleasure to have her. Um, she has been a student of mine over the years for quite a few years. You know, our last shows have all been centered on students that are back from school break, and that isn't an accident. I like to keep in connection, and I think it's great for community to hear about young folks doing great things. So we're continuing the trend here by having Sabina Mori join us. Sabina, nice Hi, to see hello. you. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Honey, you look great. Oh, thank you. You must like school. I really do. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, of course. You look awesome. Thank so you. Um, for those of you that are just joining our show, Art for Living, you know that we have all kinds of neat stuff. We don't just stand to the traditional, you know, topics of art and music. But when we do, we really do enjoy it. And Sabina has been on the show uh, over last couple of years a few times. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. And I love having her on here because she always has a great attitude. And I think that she really does shine. So uh, she left our she left our state. She's from Manchester right. to go to Ithaca College, and uh, she is on her dream journey here to become a vocalist, a, a professional singer. She is definitely has the talent. Thank you. Yeah, no, no doubt about that one. And uh, it's exciting for me to see this all working, uh, working the way it should. So tell our listeners a little bit about Ithaca College and that journey from Founders Academy over to starting at Ithaca. So um, Founders, of course, is a small school. Everybody knows each other. So it was definitely a big change going (laughs) seven hours away from home and living in a place where I didn't know anybody. Ithaca College is, it's a great college. It's in Ithaca, New York, right next to Cornell. So they're neighboring schools. It's a college town. There's a bunch of college students. And it's a beautiful campus. There's so many sites to see. And it started out as a conservatory. So they really do care about they know the music. it. Yes, they course. know their music. What else? So tell me, tell me, what does, what does your day in, entail? So I have, as a music student, we have the largest amount of classes, of course. We have not, I had nine classes my first semester. My first, yeah, my first semester as a freshman, I had nine classes. <laughs> Is that all? Is that, oh, well, that doesn't count the extracurriculars. No, my goodness. Of course not. So... <laughs> I would wake up, I'd go to my keyboard class every day. You have to practice. Yes. You have to practice keyboard. You have to practice voice every single day. I have my lesson with my teacher for an hour once a week. And I have a lesson with my accompanist for an hour once a week. And I have a lesson with my practice partner for an hour once a week. So what's a practice partner? So it's another person in our studio. Each studio is different, but our studio has practice partners. She assigns someone that she seems has similar, like, things that they're working on as we do Mm. my so my practice partner is a senior cool and so we kind of like bounce ideas off of each other and we help each other so what happens when the uh, younger student outdoes the older student in the senior partner thing thing oh well that's that's probably pretty fun we don't (laughs) we don't have we're not very competitive we're very supportive in our studio so that's now you're young it'll come yeah i'm sure Once it comes to real jobs and stuff, of Indeed. course, we're going to be competing against each other. And you know what? Competition, I think, gets a bad rap. It really yeah. does because competition doesn't have to be cutthroat, cutthroat, right? Competition can be just getting to be the best that you can be. And you know what? You can't do that all the time if you're not 
looking at what's around you, what's ahead of you, and what's in back of you. That's true. Right? How do you gauge greatness? Right? If you don't see great singing, if you don't go and know what great performing is, right? You would just yeah. sing mediocre, middle, middle of the road. How do you gauge your ascent? So in some ways, that competitive thing is sort of like the thing that greases the wheel a little bit so you know where you are. That, I threw that at you just to make you smile because <laughs> I knew you'd like that. But uh, yeah, I, I imagine that your singing is just growing. You know, I, I even hear a change in your speaking voice a little oh, bit. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yes, it seems yeah. to be more um, colorful. It's richer. Thank than, you. Yeah, the, it's up more. It's not in the throat as much. Yeah, we've been working on my range, so... Yeah, good for you. All right, so um, your your practice buddy is that what it's called? Yeah, practice partner. Practice partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so you meet with them once a week, you said. Yes. And do you have a pianist there, or or what? Um, no, not normally. We usually use tracks when we're just with each other. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you're playing piano. Yes, we are required to take. I'm required to take two semesters of keyboard. Good for you. Do it. Do it, and and really learn it because I tell this story. I don't think my listeners ever heard this story. Uh, so from someone who wanted to sing from like, you know, five years old, right? By the time I got to the classical world, it was I was about 21. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, there was no classical world music in my life, right? Right. And uh, I went to conservatory for my grad school and, of course, had to take piano. And at that point, started auditioning. Right. And I made the big mistake of thinking, well, you know what? I'm going to sing. I can play my part. That's all I need to do. I just need to play my part. And, uh, you know, on the piano. And uh, I'm not going to worry about the piano playing so much. I made that decision. What a poor decision. Well, yeah, I went off and auditioned. And, yeah, I did sing. And it was great. You know, I was enough functional enough to learn my parts. But now in the older years, I've had to backtrack and try to get better at that piano playing because you just never know what's coming around the corner. Exactly. So you're smart. And that's a good school that puts that out there primo right at the beginning. Other majors are actually required to take more semesters than I am. So Wow. Amazing. Everybody's required to take keyboard. That is solid, solid teaching right there because yeah. it, it's also the foundation of our music, th- you know, music theory. It really does make music theory easier. Totally. Way easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, list me. Tell me your subjects that you're taking. Okay. So next semester, I am taking keyboard two. I am taking singing, performing, singing performer two. I am taking two chorus ensembles. I am taking aural skills one. I'm what is what is that? Aural skills. Um, so oh, it is aural. Uh, yes, aural. Yes, yeah. I gotcha. That's oh, so a u r a l, which is listening. Yes. So listening skills. Mm-hmm. I'm taking academic writing, and I'm taking a psychology class. Nice psychology. Yes. You know, uh, so there was this discussion we had before you left between psychology and music. How's that working out? So my major specifically is music in combination with an outside field. So my study is voice, and my outside field is psychology. So I'm allowed to learn both of them at the same time. Sabina, that's awesome. Yeah, it is great. You know, I was working um, backstage at the Metropolitan Opera House with a very famous woman named uh, Dorneman, Joan Dorneman. She was probably the number one educator for young opera singers in the world on opera. Number one. Right. Great. And I can remember sitting in, in her classes where, you know, she'd have conservatory kids in there, mostly graduate. And she would be talking about studies. And I remember a kid brought up in the class, you know, I just don't understand why I have to take history or psychology or math or any of that, right? 
And she turns around and she gave an explanation that never left my head ever. And she was so right. Uh, all of that stuff that you're studying as far as psychology and history, if you're an opera singer or if you're a great singer or a performer, is seed work for when you sing. It if is. you're going to sing Violetta from La Traviata, right, and you don't know what the historical times meant, you don't know what the function of certain things during that time were, and you don't know the psychology that would drive that character to do the things they're doing in the opera, you give very one-dimensional performances. It's That's true. We are actually required, every single piece that we sing with our teacher, we are required to research the historical background, the character context, all of that. Awesome. That And I try to do that in a small way with any kind of uh, opera that we do, that we have done in the past, because it is, it's seating. It is. And boy, when we get young singers that learn that at the beginning... Uh, the performing by the time you're performing in your 30s is is a is a, a rounded performance. Right. It's 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 a melded together with the music and the drama and your acting, which is what greatness is all about. So that's that's a great foundation. I'm so glad to hear that, Sabina. You you're 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 gonna be cooking here, kid. Thank you. No doubt about it. All right, so um what peri- what pieces are you singing? What kind of music? So I'm mostly singing classical music, of course. In my studio, I have the choice to sing anything that I want. Actually, next year, I have to sing, for my next jury, I have to sing a genre that is out of my normal Okay, so what are you going to do? This. I have not chosen yet. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> do jazz. Do. I could do jazz. Jazz is fun. Then I have to scat. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> scat. Well, you know what? Scat is all on keys. Yeah. That's all it is. If you it know really where is. your keys are. You hit that key and just any note in that key will work. Yeah. You'll get it. Yeah, You'd I can try, to do it. try it. But that, that would be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all, when you sing classical, you sing on the page. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> well, this is Sabina Mori. She's a young singer, a student at Ithaca College, joining us here on Artful Living today at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We're going to be right back, and hopefully in the next segment, we will be able to hear some singing uh, from Sabina Mori. So stay with us. You are here at Artful Living on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And we have a wonderful guest today, a very, very special student of mine, Sabina Mori, who lives in Manchester. If you're just joining us, we were talking in the first segment about her uh, freshman year at Ithaca College as a classical voice student. And so we have a very wonderful treat because we're going to have Sabina actually set it up a little bit, but we have an excerpt of, I think, one of her very first performances at Ithaca. And so you set this up for us, Sabina. Okay, so um, we are required every single semester to take a class called Repertoire and Pedagogy, in which we perform twice a semester in front of the rest of our studio. So once we go up on stage, we introduce our piece, we introduce our pianist, we introduce the historical context, and we introduce three goals that we want to be working on. Wow, that so. is cool. Thoughtful. Yes. All right, so we're going to hear that entire little um, 
process. It might. I think it's just the goals on La Speranza. But. Okay. All right. Well, La Speranza. What is so? What is that piece? So La Speranza Cormidice is a piece about a woman speaking about how hope has scorned her before, about how love has scorned her before, but she still holds on hope. Right. It still speaks to her. It does still speak to her. Okay. So this is La Speranza al Cor Medici. Medici. Okay. I'm Sabina, and this is my accompanist, Chanran. And today I will be singing La Speranza al Cor Medici by Isabella Colbran. And my goals are to keep around enough good boost and to find some way to have some energy in my body, not just the voice. Okay, so let's put this in some context for our listeners. There is probably no audience more terrifying to a young singer than their fellow friends, <laughs> students and teachers, because you know them, you see them every day, and you want to do a good job. You want them to of know course. that you're really working and you're trying to get this, you know, to be perfect. Um, and so almost to the one when you're done these little recitals at the very beginning of when you're singing your career, uh, you kind of cringe because you know what wasn't perhaps perfect. Yes. Right? But that's the learning process, right? And I will say, uh, you're a soprano now, huh? We haven't decided yet. My oh, teacher you're... says she won't choose until a little bit later. I, I totally get it, and I've been there. I totally understand, and we've talked about that. We have. But I do think you're a soprano. I could I can hear the core has shifted a little bit higher. I can hit the higher notes now. Yes, the core has moved up, and so I think you are going to be, in my in my little you know wisdom here, and who knows, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you're going to be a heavy 
lyric. Well, you know my voice really well, so yeah. you know. I think a heavy lyric is where you're going, kiddo. Mm. And uh, you're going to have some good coloratura because there's some movement happening easily in there now. Yeah. You know, those little coloratura runs. Very nice. Your diction was very good. So, of course, diction is the clarity of the speaking. And uh, rolling the R's at the end was excellent. And the, and the consonants were excellent. I definitely, now I've worked with you for so many years, I hear a big change. I've been working. Big change, lady. You sound great. Thank you. And listen, the core of the voice is everything. It is, that's true. 100% of building a voice starts in the core of the middle of the voice and your core is bright, right? And that is where you want it to be because when you have airy or you have a dull sound, you have a voice that's too much in the throat. Mm-hmm. Your voice is up high and buoyant and that is a huge plus, right? Because it's just going to grow and grow and grow and fill in and fill in. You're so young, yeah. right? So you're on a great Great trajectory here, kid. Thank you. Beautiful. I, you know, we do have another um, piece that she, that Sabina has brought, but we're having trouble downloading it. I hope that we could figure it out so that we can put it on maybe later in the show. That one's from earlier in the year. This oh. was the later one. Really? Yes. Okay. So it might be different. That's okay. So we'll see. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun to see. Yeah. You know how what they what they are. So um, when is your next your next like little recital that you'll be doing? So the week we come back from school, we have a chorus concert. Okay. What are you singing? What is the chorus pieces? So we, it's a Martin Luther King Jr. concert. So cool. it's a lot of like spiritual pieces. Cool. Right. Those are beautiful pieces. Yes. Core singing again. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. And uh, so what are you looking forward to the most this semester? So next semester, I'm really looking forward to... I've learned a lot of foundation, and so I'm looking forward to applying that foundation much more. And I'm looking forward to learning more with my teacher, learning new songs. This semester, I only worked on four pieces. I'm hoping to work on more pieces next semester. Okay, what were the pieces this semester? I'm interested. So I did Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again. I did Auf Flugeln, which gave me a lot of trouble with the German diction. I actually performed that at my jury. Okay. And yeah, your German diction wasn't bad. No, but it could be better. Well, they hold us always. to really high standards, of yeah. course. There you go. Yes. Um, Flugen des Gesang is what you're yes. saying. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I did La Speranza, Al Flugen, wishing you were somehow here again. And I did Oh Sleep at the beginning of the year. Oh, and how did that go? I dropped that piece, actually. Really? <laughs> yes. It was giving me, the runs were giving me a really hard time, but it was the beginning of the year, so I hope to bring it back yeah. later. You know what? And that, that song does hang in the mid-voice an awful lot, you know. Yeah, it does. So I could see you bringing that back a little bit later when everything's kind of settled. Yes. I think in the, in the end, that'll be a great piece for you, though. I hope so. Beautiful color. Really? You have great color. And that, that aria, that's what it's all about, is the color of that slow song, you know. Yeah. Beautiful. And so uh, do you have the repertoire for next semester? Do they let you pick or does the teacher pick? So our teacher gives us a list, but she says repertoire is always a conversation. So we're always able to bring in any pieces that we might want to do. My list is in in the car, actually. I haven't looked it over that much yet. That's all right. That's all right. What's your teacher's name? My teacher's name is Dawn Pierce. (coughs) Awesome. And uh, is he a baritone tenor she's a she's oh, a mezzo dawn yes d-a-w-n dawn. sorry yeah that's okay. okay she's a mezzo soprano she is okay and so it's interesting she's a mezzo and yet she's not going to declare yet where you are so i do think probably you're heading towards soprano I do you have so. a preference i 
had a preference for alto when I was younger. Now I do like singing more. I like singing higher lyrical pieces. Yes. I like the pieces that flow. Okay, so you know what? You're going to be a soprano because when you're a mezzo, although you might be able to sing the higher pieces, you don't have the desire to really want to sing them a lot, right? Right. And I think that, that you feel it. I do. You know, you you could feel it if you're if you're a soprano. You want to sing higher. You want to sing those pieces, and yeah. that's why you're going to head there, kid. You're I definitely so. going. I I can't wait to see what this all turns into. <laughs> that's going to be great. All right. So Ithaca College. Um, how different was it from you from what you thought it was going to be to what it is? Um, that's a great question. I think I I hadn't prepared myself for the amount of work that ha- that. It involves, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hearing that from, uh, there, so we've been talking to a couple of folks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Francesca Vizi was, yes. was with us. She went to St. St. Anselm. And of course, you know, she's singing a little bit, but she's in political science now. She is. But that was the first thing she mentioned, too, about she had no idea how much work it was going to be. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. you know what? Maybe our schools have to do a better job of... Letting kids know that that's what's going to happen. I, I do think I could have been better prepared. <laughs> but I, maybe jumping in is the only way. I don't know. But we're sort of hearing that theme. Maybe it's something to think about as, you know, teachers go forward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I hear my music. We're going to take a little break here on Artful Living. Jane Comier, your host. Sabina Mori is our soprano gift today. <laughs> and uh, we at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay with us, and we will be right back with Sabina. Welcome back. You are with WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. And this is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living. And we have a fabulous young guest with us today. If you're just joining us, you're in for a treat because we have Sabina Mori, who is a young soprano from Manchester, who is in her freshman year at Ithaca College. And she has joined us here in Artful Living and talking a little bit about. Uh, her new school and how her life has changed, how her art has changed. In the last segment, we heard a little arietta uh, that she sang at Ithaca called La Speranza. Uh, but this song is probably something that most of the audience will know since it's from the Phantom of the Opera. And uh, you know what timeline? Let's set this up. Uh, Sabina was telling us that I think this was the first song that she sang. It is. It is the first song I sang by myself in front of anybody at Ithaca College. So you were really nervous. Yes, I was. (laughs) Of course you were. But you know what? It's great. I'm sure it's fine. And I'm all for um, putting this stuff out there so that people hear that perfection is what we shoot for. If we don't get it, it doesn't mean that we failed. It means that we're in the process. We're working towards it. We're getting there. And and I'm sure that this is going to be beautiful. I love this piece in your voice anyway. Thank so you. Uh, you so- wishing you were somehow here again. And we're going to hear that segment right now. Thank you. 
Oh my. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Oh my. Okay, so this is kind of like this is Candyland for me, right? <laughs> this is Candyland because I get to talk about something that I really feel um, happy about and uh, fairly knowledgeable about. So this was the first one that you said that you sang at the college. Yes. And I could tell you that the professors there were smiling when you were done. Although, you know, I'm sure you're hearing the hiccups, right, that you perhaps heard there. Yes. Yeah, they weren't because they heard a fairly good large sound. Right. That was bright, right, and that um, had some things, some technical things in there that needed to be addressed, none of which are deep-seated technical changes. So they saw... In other words, a fairly healthy production that's fairly natural it, with, a, with a natural core sound, all right? And I can tell you that that's worth money, right? The, the brightness, I can't, I can't tell you how important that is for a young singer. Now, how old are you? I'm 18. All right, so you're 18 years old, and, and you're singing this, and you're, you're kind of grimacing at times, which made me chuckle when I was watching <laughs> your face. But um, I will say... If and, and if folks, if anybody was out there and heard her sing in the second segment, right, the La Speranza, there was a discernible change. There was. Yes, there was in the control of the vowel as it was moving through the line. Yeah. Right? The color stayed stayed the same. It it traveled smoothly in, in La Speranza, a little bit more smoothly than this one. Um, the back of the throat was much more open. In La Speranza. Yeah. And uh, the vowel, much more formed. Both of them have beautiful core. And you know what, Sabina? Nothing can touch that. That's, that's what God gave you for your individual sound from these microscopic little fibers that, that are tightened around your vocal cords that will distinguish what your sound will be that no one else will ever have. Of course. I mean, how bizarre is that, right? That's crazy. It's crazy to think that these little elastics, you know, little elastic bands in our throats are so individual that we will never hear two voices exactly the same. Just like fingerprints. Just like fingerprints. And your your vocal cords are in great shape. And, yeah, that you just have no idea how important that is as you move on. You know, because there are most singers, and I could say this from having heard thousands of singers, either being on stage with them or teaching them, where the actual instrument, the actual vocal cord or, you know, the voice box with inflammation or whatever might be going on is hindered from the beginning. And then having to learn the art of singing over that is tough. That's true. Now you have to overcome that because you can do it. You have therapy and technique you can't do it but you, your voice is very healthy and bright and I'm so glad to hear that because sometimes when kids go into schools they don't have that experience they oversing yeah they do too much and it comes out not fresh you know so you're doing the right thing kiddo I don't know if what that's worth to you but <laughs> I'm hearing great great things how much time do you practice a day so I practice at least 45 minutes a day. I know some people who think that singing two, three hours a day is what you need. You don't need that. You don't at the beginning. I'll tell you what, though. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, 45 solid minutes a day is a good thing. 
uh, when you start getting really, uh, you know, what's the word I want? When singing is all you're thinking about, not all this other stuff, all this other, you know, lessons and classes. Two, three hours a day will be the norm. Mm -hmm. And it will be, I, as a professional singer, uh, I can tell you that five hours a day strong was a norm. Oh, wow. Six days a week. Oh, my goodness. When you're in repertory for opera companies, if you're singing in Europe, uh, you're you're performing so many. I mean, for my time in Europe, uh, there were times I was singing five nights a week, sometimes six if I was covering a, a, a role, you know, for someone else yeah. in a pinch. And because the voice was healthy and had good technique, I never had any vocal issues. That's good. It's all about the technique. It's about it the really it's about the core voice. Yes. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have that core voice that's healthy and just natural, big help. But then, yeah, 75% technique. Technique really saves you, especially if you're sick or anything along those lines. You can always get through it if you have the proper technique. Right. The only thing that will really fail you uh, as a singer is full-blown laryngitis. And, yeah. and that doesn't happen very often to anyone if you know, you're fairly healthy. That's when your body totally shuts down, has produced so much mucus in illness that it has totally covered the voice box and the vocal cords. And you really can't sing that. You can't sing that off. You have to wait until all the inflammation goes. Fortunately, that is fairly rare for especially a classical singer. Almost never happens. That's good. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a plus. That is a plus. <laughs> we hear the music here. We're going to take a little break here on WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Jane Cormier, your host here for Art for Living. Art for Living. And stay with us because we're coming right back. Welcome back, Artful Living here. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com. And we have as a guest today a young soprano, I'm saying soprano, from uh, Manchester who is attending Ithaca College. She's back here on break, and we are thrilled to have Sabina Mori back with us here on Artful Living. Sabina, thanks for coming in. I'm so happy to be here. And we've been thrilled to hear some of your excerpts. You know what? In the future, you're going to keep sending them because we're going to keep listening. I will. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? We could do a, like a, a little mini Sabina show of <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the little excerpts through the years. I think that would be see so my progress. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, you know, I want you to talk a little bit. I find this very interesting when I speak to young people. Uh, what does the future hold? So we're talking short term. What, okay. And long term. Okay. So short term, I will think college. So as of right now, I am planning to complete my major. I want to at least one semester study abroad. Oh my. Once a semester. At least one sem one semester. Oh, one semester. Oh, I was gonna yes. say once a semester. That's um, like half a year. Right? No, I mean, that's not possible. Yeah. Okay. So what what does that mean? Do they have that opportunity at Yes, we actually have a really large study abroad program mm. and we're able to study specific things abroad and I hope to go to Europe and study music, of course. Wow. Where, where do they work out of? Do they have a school they work with or there is a school in London, but I think I'm not entirely sure about other countries. Okay. You'd have to figure that out. Yeah, I would. Of course, um, Italy would have the wonderful opportunity of 
the you know that's the birthplace of opera. It is. However, I think the real workhorse of opera happened in Germany. Yeah. So you know, there's always that Germany or Austria, um, but either of those are good choices. I also have to re- I have to learn the languages. I want to learn the languages. So. Yes. So when do you, when does that kick in for your schooling? Do they do that? You can choose which semester to do what. To learn the languages or to go abroad. Right, but you could pick what language you want to do. Yes, you yeah. can. So what language do you think you'll do first? I'm thinking Italian or German. Mm-hmm. You, you should. Yeah, I know. Next semester I have to take um, Italian and German diction. Good. But I hope to also learn the languages themselves. You must, you must, you must. So, uh, again, um, at the conservatory I went to, you had to take both. You had yeah. to take the diction, and you had to take the languages for the times that you were there. Even undergrad, I had to take. Um, there was a, a requirement as a creative arts major right. um, to take, you know, language. I picked German at that point. But if taking the diction is something that I think a lot of singers have done, and they've taken a shortcut because they think that because they have the IPA, International Phonetic Alphabet, at their beck and call, that that's enough. It's definitely not. It's not near enough. And again, I hearken back to, you know, working with Nico Castell and Janet Bookspan and and Joan Dorneman, who were the old timers at the Met. Um, The difference between the singers that knew the language and the singers that didn't were apparent to them in really strange ways. Uh, Slow, uh, when they would be acting, they would have slow... uh, Facial responses, right? Uh, times where when someone else was singing, you could see them zone out. Because they don't understand Indeed, what they're saying. Indeed, right? But un- you have un- to know. You do have to know. And until somebody explains that to you, you, you can totally like for not know that. <laughs> you know, yeah. They think that they kind of understand what's going on in the opera, right? But the subtle things about what's being said that's innate in a language color or an innate in how a language sets itself up is missed when the singers aren't informed. You know, this all brings us back to something that we said in the first first uh, segment. Um, and I could say this in my, my older years here, that singing for me has shown itself to be a microcosm of life because there is no shortchanging if you want to be a great singer. It's true. You can't. You have to be educated. You have to be talented. You have to be disciplined and dedicated. You need so much discipline. Totally. Totally. Dis- I, discipline, I think, is the thing that I enjoy more than anything, even more than the gift. Right. Is the discipline put in to get that gift to its highest level. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing in life. You know, what, do we, what we get out of life is what we're going to put into it. Of course. So if we're kind of ignorant and scurrying our way through life just nine to five, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But in my mind, for someone that has sort of seen what greatness could be, um, I would never want to live my life like that. I could never. I never did. I just couldn't do it. So you're getting a real taste of uh, pretty heady stuff. I am. I'm definitely being set up for good habits as of right now. Yeah, good habits and good understanding of what that can bring you. So the short term is to just sort of avail yourself of all of the pluses at school. Yeah, and to take, sing more to take advantage of all the opportunities I have mm-hmm. at school, and hopefully overseas. Yes, right. You said one time. So now, how does this tie to your future? Do you ever stop to think about that? I 
I try to, but I'm not entirely sure yet as of right now. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure what the exactly the long-term goal is. I'm hoping to, during my years here, to make connections and to see different perspectives and see exactly where, where I want to do or where I want to go. <laughs> because my major isn't so, like, it doesn't set you up for a certain career. Yeah, for a defined ending. Yes. Yeah. So I, my assume, though, that you would want to use your voice. I do. Right. Of course I do. So there are many different ways you could do that. You can perform. You can teach. You can uh, guide people like as coaching. Yeah. Um, there's tons of stuff you could do. You could even become a performance psychologist. I hope that's what I, I want to use the music and the psychology in. Together. Together, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, performance uh, coaches for, for the arts are something that I think will be up and coming. Because so it's a scary business without people that know what they're doing to help you. It really is. You can do it, but it's not easy. It's so it's so psychological, the entire thing. It is totally psychological, Sabini. You are so right about that. And it's something that no one thinks about. Really? They just think you get up and sing or you get up and act or you get up and dance, right? Yeah. No. It ha- no. Cause it's, it's, all in the, it's all in your head, too. <laughs> I, I, gr- I truly believe that. When I'm singing, when I'm practicing, if, if I'm in a bad headspace, if I'm not in the correct space, if I'm like, oh, I can't do this, oh, I'm unhappy, my singing comes out worse. Yes. Then if I think positively, oh, I can do this, oh, I enjoy doing this, then it's better. Right. I had my, I talked to my teacher about this. She says the one thing that she thinks I'm not on track with is um, the, the mindset part. She thinks I'm a little bit too negative towards myself, so she assigned me homework that every time I practice, I have to name at least three positive things about the practice. Fabulous. Yes. Fabulous. You know, I don't think you're negative, but through the years, what I've seen is you're hard on yourself. Uh, definitely. You're hard on yourself. And and that is a trait, Sabina, whether you like it or not. I know. <laughs> of those that excel. Yeah. You know, but it's a trait that you don't want to have that hurdle uh, stop your progress, right? But yes. it's one that is definitely there. Again, we don't grow without putting it to ourselves. It's true. So there's got to be a little bit of that in there, a little bit of that self-examination, and sometimes it has an edge. The thing is, don't let that edge cut uh, more than it needs to because, you know, you're tough on yourself. But that's because you want to be great at what you're doing. I do. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's a negative. I I don't think so either. You have to be careful with it, right? You have to be cautious. But I don't know that it's a negative. I, I was really hard on myself. Uh, you know, I was alone through this process through most, most, most of my singing. Yeah. Don't forget, you know, there's no technology back when I was doing what I was doing, right? There was, there was only help once I got to a certain level. When I got to a pretty high level of um, understanding of performance, then I was able to attach myself to these artists that were, you know, renowned. And they shared their learning with me, and I've been able to share that with others. So it's been give and go the whole way. But the, the art of singing, the art of performing, not just singing, acting and dance is the same way. I'm sure the art of painting is, is the art of the self and staying in touch with the self enough to keep creating exactly. and get better and better and better. Do you ever see yourself on the opera stage? I we, so we have an opera every single year. I at least want I want to do it. What what are you doing this year? Do you know? This year it is La Dernière Sorci- Sorcière. Okay. 
Yes. I'm not the sure Last Prince or The Last Okay. Something. It's a French opera. All right. Are you going to do it? I'm not doing it this year. Not this year, huh? No. Okay. But I'm hoping when I get to junior, senior year, where mm-hmm. I have more space in my schedule, because freshman and sophomore year, you're packed with classes. Right. Junior, senior year, it's a little bit more lenient. Yes. So I'm hoping to do it then. Good, good, good. You should. Because yeah. I think that once you get, you've done a, a very little bit excerpt kind of stuff that we've done a couple times through the years. Yeah. But I think that, especially when the flute, when we were doing the ladies for the, the flute, I flute. think you got a taste of what that fun drama is. I did like it. It was fun. Yeah, I could tell you liked it. You did very well with it, so I think you'd love it. But hey, that's for the future, right? Sabina Mori, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. You're a talented gal. Keep going. Thank you. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Artful Living here. Jane Cormier, your host, thanking you for joining us today, and we hope you have a great rest of day.